You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work. Don't forget to check my pin tweet and let Locked On know why the why the Gators fan base is the best because, I mean, we are. We just want to prove it and, you know, friendly competition. Today, we will talk about some of my predictions for the Week 3 game against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Breaking T released their NIL Top 25 again, so we'll talk about one Gator that's on there and ranked very highly, and a couple Gators that should be if they're... I mean, they should be there, but they're not, and that's disgusting. And we'll take a brief look at three young players that I think we'll see a lot of this weekend against Alabama. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And please do subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube. It's going to be a blast. I'm just going to let you know that now. And now we're going to look at some predictions for this coming game, and I... I've been very open that I think we're going to run the ball a lot because, well, we kind of have to if we're going to win this game. If if we're being honest, if we try to come out here and throw the ball 40, 50 times, um, we're going to take a heavy L. That's just how it's going to work out. Um, Alabama's not a team you could really do that against. So, yeah, that's something that we got to probably run the ball, play keep away for a little bit. So... I'm going to say at least three players get 10-plus carries. Uh, At least one of them is probably going to be a quarterback. I'm assuming Emory Jones because, one, he's going to play more. And, two, Anthony Richardson's hamstring is, like, still getting worked on. I'm assuming he's going to play. He has reportedly practiced every day this week. So I'm expecting that we'll see him play. But I don't think that they'll be like, you know what we want you to do with the tweaked hamstring? Run the ball a bunch. I mean, if there's any game you're going to do while you're injured, it's the Bama game. But yeah. Uh, and then two of the running backs, probably Damian Pierce and probably Malik Davis. They've both been pretty damn good with their touches. They've been pretty efficient. This offensive line has been playing way better than we anticipated coming into the season. And that's huge for us. And I think that's going to play such a big part because this offensive line, they've been pretty good in pass protection this year, which is something we can't say for last year. And they've been very good in run blocking, which we cannot say for last year. So I really like how this offensive line is playing. I think that we're going to kind of build this game plan against Alabama using that offensive line and run blocking is how we're going to get it done most likely. Uh, And of course, Bama, one thing with them is that their defense is only allowing two yards per carry while the Gators' offense is averaging eight and a half yards per carry. Of course, a lot of that's been big plays for us, and I feel like our team will be skilled enough in the running game to at least at least break off a few big runs because that, that seems to be what we're trying to do here. I realize that eight and a half yards per carry seems like we're just consistently killing. We're consistently getting decent gains and then breaking off a huge one, and if that's what keeps happening, <laughs> so be it. I'm fine with it. I also predict Bryce Young's first career interception is incoming. Uh, He got by against a weak Miami team that I've been saying had no right to be ranked close to us, let alone ranked. Um, 
And I mean, that's just what it is this year. They're just not a good team. Their roster doesn't look that good. It's notable names, but not a good team. Uh, they got by Mercer, of course, is well, Mercer. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else you'd expect from there. But I think at some point, Bryce Young will try to challenge Kyrie Elam. And I think at that point, Kyrie Elam is going to make a play. That's what it comes down to. It's coming to our star defender. Not, not star in the sense of being the best, not star in the sense of playing the star position, which is one thing I've always hated about that name. Um, but Kyrie Elam, our star defender, making a big play because you know what they say big time players make big time plays in big time games. And this is about as big time game as you can get. So that's why I think Kyrie Elam will hopefully make a play. I mean, they could if they wanted to. Uh, Bama could just play keep away from him. We're trying to play keep away from them in general. They could play keep away from Kyrie, but Bama doesn't seem like a team to do that. They don't play scared. That's that's a Georgia thing to do. That's not what Bama does. The final prediction I have, our run defense holds up. And uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Florida's allowing about two and a half yards per carry, which is fantastic. That is a great job. Um, similar to my last point, Alabama's gotten by playing weak competition this year, which um, I, I get it. We make that joke every year about them, but this year it's actually true to this point, and I get it. They didn't pick to play horrible Miami. They thought Miami would be good. They did pick to play terrible Mercer. That's that, <laughs> Let's just be upfront about that one. But they didn't pick to play horrible Miami. But they did, however, struggle on the ground kind of against both of them. I realize four and a half, they averaged 4.2 yards per carry, which – is good in the NFL, but I feel like in college when you're Bama, you, you typically want to average a little bit more than that because they're so dominant always. So I think it's a good thing they've averaged 4.2 yards per carry so far this year, and our defense has been very stout against the run. So, I, I mean, I'm just going to put faith in them. I get it. It's been against weaker competition, but I'm still going to trust our defensive line to hold up if Mercer could hold up to hold up if Miami could hold up. So I expect here's my game plan with it. I expect a lot of Jeremiah Moon and a lot of Muhammad Diabate to play with Ventra Miller injured, first of all. Uh, but I think that we're going to be like, okay, D-line eat up blocks, put fast linebackers out there and let them clean up the plays. I, I think that's going to be the approach when it comes to how are we going to stop this run game? It's put two D tackles out there and then have like, not just, not a, not rotating Zachary Carter into D tackle. I mean, passing downs, sure, but I think on first and second down, and third and short, it's probably going to be Zachary Carter on the end, Brenton Cox on the end, and any combination of our good defensive tackles in the middle. Because I, I just don't think that we see Zachary Carter play more of a run stopping role this week. I think we want to have him on the end so that Alabama can't get outside because this is a very good Alabama offensive line. Their rushing attack has been. Um, lackadaisical. I don't actually, I don't even want to say lackadaisical. Um, they've left you wanting more. If that, if that makes sense, they're, they're off. Their rushing attack hasn't been, um, it hasn't been Bama dominant, I guess, I guess is one way to put it. So that's why it's like, I think our defensive line just eating up blocks is all they have to do and let our linebackers step up and our safety step up and make the actual stops which I think we could do. I like our defense. I like how our defense matches up against what, there's, what their offense has uh, has shown so far this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like this defense. I like our defense in this matchup. Need something to do with your stimulus. 
tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, crypto punk money, whatever it is, however you get it. I don't care. I'm not the IRS. You deal with them. Visit rockauto.com right now for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I have a car that I don't know how to fix anything on. I have family that can fix it, but I don't know how to fix it. So they tell me how to fix it. I buy the things. And I mean, again, I don't know jack diddly squat about cars, but I can even navigate rockauto.com. I love the website. It's smooth. It's easy. It's simple enough for me, honestly, whether it's brake pads, taillights, fuzzy dice in a mirror. I was just watching that show, by the way. It's the best. <laughs> Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know exactly who sent you. Now taking a look at the Breaking T NIL Top 25. For those of you who don't or didn't listen last week and don't know, Breaking T is a company that sells t-shirts and they work with a lot of college athletes and they have a NIL Top 25 that goes based on uh, engagement rate, which I mean, I'm assuming it's just like Twitter mentions how many times people talk about them, things like that. And retail partner um, demand. So like Dick's Sporting Goods, Lids, depending on how much they want to work with these athletes. So fun thing last week, Anthony Richardson was number 15, 19, if I'm 19, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Anthony Richardson this week, number four. That is where we're at. He is number four out of 25. And uh, that is fantastic. And it's so funny that it's technically our backup. Uh, if you're just listening, air quotes, backup uh, quarterback is on his, his number four and our starter isn't on the list and he's not on the honorable mentions, which goes about nine deep. Um, and the stadium cat from the Miami game last week is on the honorable mentions. So it's a little rough there. But uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson, number four, he's here. Here's why. <laughs> it's engagement rate. And when you make huge plays, you're going to get a lot of engagement. Anthony Richardson is a boomer bust player. So he's made huge plays. Like that, that's what he does. He comes in, he's averaging uh 25 yards per rush, I believe it is. Uh or 20 27.5 yards per rush and like 18 yards per pass. So he's kind of a big play machine at this point. I mean, I don't know, last week I mentioned that. I thought Jacob Copeland would make his way onto the list um, at some point. I would have thought after the game he had against South Florida, he would have at least been an honorable mention. He had huge play, huge play, <laughs> biggish play. He was a consistent playmaker against South Florida. And again, like I said, big plays lead to engagement. And I would have thought that just having Jacob Copeland there being mentioned as the guy that caught touchdown passes from Anthony Richardson, that uh, that they'd be in that same category, they'd be mentioned together. Evidently, I'm wrong, which is not surprising because that's a thing that happens often. <laughs> um, so Jacob Copeland didn't make the list. Uh, not an honorable mention, which again is weird to me. I I don't think he'll make the list after this week because it's Bama, so I'm not expecting him to have huge plays. And if he's not making huge, if he's making plays against South Florida but not Bama, or if he's making big plays against South Florida and not making a list, 
I, I don't think having not big plays against Alabama will get him there. Um, unless there's broken plays, which that's not a super Bama thing to give up. Next up is, and the only other person I'm going to mention for this list, Kyrie Elam. Um, that that's actually pretty surprising to me. Just, I'm pretty sure I mentioned him last week too, where it's like big, big name DBs can make the list. Making big plays gets you on the list. Kyrie Elam is a big name, big time DB. And he made a big play last week. He had an interception against Kate Fortin, of course. And, uh, you know, like I said, big player, big name, big game, big play usually gets you on the list. But at this point, Kyrie Elam, interception against USF has been dominant in pass coverage in every way and not even on the honorable mentions and one of the top DBs in the nation. But I think at this point, because he's one of the top DBs in the nation, that's why he's not on the list because we look at other top DBs that aren't on the list. You've got uh, Derek Stingley's not on the list. Elijah Rick's not on the list. Um, Trevius Hodges uh, Tomlinson, not on the list. So guys like that aren't on the list. Big name guys aren't on the list because they're good at their job. And, you know, they say if you're a defensive back and you don't get your name called, that's a good thing. And so that that's kind of where we're at, where it's like these guys aren't getting their names called. But I would have thought Kyrie Elam, you know, he's 54 coverage snaps. He's allowed two catches. That's like, do you know how crazy that is? So I would have thought he'd be on the list, but at this point, he's not a big game against Alabama. If he gets Bryce Young's first interception, Bryce Young is on the list. If he gets Bryce Young's first interception, he has to at least be honorable mention. This is as big a game as you can make a play in so far this year. If he makes that play, skyrocketing. I also think we'll see Anthony Richardson fall down the list a little bit because one, he's injured, and two, he's about to play Alabama's defense. So it's going to be tough to climb from four at that point. Sweat block. Now we're looking at it because I am huh, not sweating because I use sweat block. Like it, it's very humid here. It's it's still hot here. This room gets incredibly hot with lights pointed at me to record this. And thank goodness I have sweat block because I'm not wearing gray. Like you'd see it. Believe me, you would see it. I get gross. But because I have sweat block, I don't have to worry about that because I put it on at night. I wake up, I shower, and I'm good to go for the day, like guaranteed. And I know that sounds way too good to be true to say anything is guaranteed. But I only have to use sweat block once or twice a week. And I've been telling you guys, I haven't been using it to show you guys that I do sweat a lot. Now I'm using it. I'm not sweating. So that proof, look at that, proof right for you. And if you want to get sweat block, you want to try it out. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon or CVS. That is locked on L O C K E D, no space O N. Week three is here, and I hope you all made some money last week. I told you guys I made money last week because, I mean, you know, I bet on Toledo. <laughs> so I bet on Toledo. I bet against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is incredibly overrated. So that was easy money. This week, I'm betting on Florida. I'm betting on them to. I mean, I'm not probably going to take the money line just because that's not a smart bet. I will, however, bet that Florida covers the 16 and a half point spread on Bet Online because that's free money at that point. If we're being completely honest, that's free money. Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. 
head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports extras. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space O N. Now we're going to wrap up by talking about some young Gators that I think we're going to see this week a lot of, and I'm going to keep this one a little bit shorter. I realize I say that a lot, but I'm actually going to do it this time because yesterday's episode, very long. Um, So I'm, I'm going to average them out here. So we're going to talk about some young Gators that we're going to see a lot of. Jason Marshall Jr. is the guy that I'm going to talk about first. I think we see a lot of Jason Marshall, mainly because last week we saw Avery Helm and Jason Marshall rotate a lot. And uh, I, I know I mentioned it a couple of times this week. At a certain point in the South Florida game, they just win at Avery Helm. I think Alabama, they're not gonna—they're not gonna be like, oh, we well, they did it last week. We can't do it. No, Alabama's gonna come for our throats. And if Avery Helm's going to get targeted and give up these catches against South Florida, he's not gonna play as much against Alabama. I think Jason Marshall Jr. is going to be the guy that's going to take those snaps away from him. We saw them rotate. A lot. And coming into the season when Jaden Hill first got injured, it was, is Jason Marshall going to be it? Is Avery Helm going to be it? Um, it, It's been uh, Avery Helm primarily with the ones, but again, we saw them rotate in a lot, Jason Marshall and Avery Helm. So Jason Marshall Jr. is the guy that I think steps up as corner two this week, or at least plays a lot. And I'm bunching the next two together because they play, one, they play the same position uh, relatively, and two, I think that they're both going to play the same role. I mentioned it in the first segment that Jeremiah Moon, Muhammad Diabati, these athletic linebackers are going to play a lot. Uh, Dewan Black and Donovan McMillan are two guys I think we're going to see play a lot to really have versatility on this defense, have fresh legs on this defense, have people that can kind of come up and stop the run um, better than, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh, better than, Travis Johnson, but like I, th- I think we see Dewan Black and Donovan McMillan play that star role a little bit and play box safety role a little bit, maybe even take out Rashad Torrance for a little bit and kind of just have them play and commit a little bit more to stopping the run because Bryce Young, he he's made mistakes, he's had mental lapses, it just hasn't he hasn't had to pay for those mistakes yet, and I think the Gators can make him do that. So committing to stopping the run at least on first and second down, and then. Then bring in Travis Johnson at the star role. Bring him back in. I don't care. But committing to stopping the run on early downs and making Bryce Young throw this ball, make him make mistakes, I think that is huge. I think that's going to be a big part of this Gators game plan. And if I'm part of this staff, Dewan Black, Donald McMillan, you guys are playing because, again, I don't care about having Vet Trumbler's hurt. So we don't have him there. Uh, I don't want to see, really, Amari Bernie play a ton. So what do we do at that point? We have Jeremiah Moon I want to see play inside backer this week. And we have Muhammad Diabade I want to see play inside backer this week. And I want to see Dewan Black and Donovan McMillan at least play box roles this week to really kind of contribute more in the run game. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll get into a full game preview of Saturday's game with Bama. I can't wait. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Lockdown Sun Devils, hosted by Richie Bradshaw and Connor Dreos, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Richie and Connor just got here. It's been something that I've been looking forward to 
since I've heard that they were coming, I can't wait for this podcast. Sun Devils are a fun team, at least to listen to and cheer for. And I mean, I don't get to watch them that much, so I got to be able to listen to it. And I'm excited. I know everyone at Locked On is excited to have them here. So let's get into it. And betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.